1: Into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can download us on all the major podcatcher platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and also the brand-new podcast platform on the Himalaya Podcast app. So check us out there. Give us a good rating and review if you don't mind. A lot to get to on today's Tuesday edition of the show. Talking more about BYU basketball, the coaching search. The longer we wait to really hear some concrete news, does that mean good or bad things for BYU? We'll talk about that here. We'll also break down BYU's linebacking core. I usually like to do individual positions, but with how much flux the BYU linebacking position group is facing going into fall camp this year, coming out of spring ball. We're just going to kind of do a big overview of linebackers and where I think guys might slot in at the three linebacker spots that BYU plays with. So we'll talk about that as well and of course we'll catch up on all the other news in BYU sports, baseball winning some weekly awards as well as softball and both of those teams in action today as well. So we'll run down all that for you later on in the show. Thanks again for joining me. Let's get going. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for April 9th, 2019. Alright guys, I'm Jay Catcher, your host here on Locked on Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. A lot to get to, and we're going to start off with the BYU basketball coaching search. We're still waiting for many, any concrete news. I don't have a ton of new news to pass along to you via sources, etc., but I wanted to discuss here a little bit the fact that Mark Pope has not made any, I guess, move towards being willing to jump and take the job at BYU. Is that a good or a bad sign? I had a friend of mine who listens to this show. He's a close friend from back in my high school days of all things, so it's been a while, but he texted me yesterday asking me, Jake, what's the latest with Pope? Why hasn't he taken the job? And I... I look at that, that, and I was like, okay, that's a great question, because the longer we wait here, with Mark Pope trying to make up his mind if he truly is in the mix at Nevada, and all indicators say that if he were to interview with Nevada, it's going to either have happened yesterday, Monday, or today, Tuesday, with the news of Eric Musselman moving on to Arkansas, I'm assuming is going to want to move relatively quickly, is the is the delay, if Mark Pope delaying BYU's decision on who their head coach is going to be mean that he doesn't want the job he's hoping that BYU ultimately decides to throw up their hands and go after somebody else? That very well could be the case but I also do believe that he is trying to weigh all of his options. We're, we're seeing right now UCLA is going through a very public nasty coaching search. The most recent coach they had allegedly targeted according to reports was Rick Barnes out of Tennessee. They offered offered him about $5 million a year base salary with incentives and all the other bells and whistles with that deal to come to Westwood, but Barnes leveraged that into a new contract with the Volunteers, and he's going to remain at Tennessee. I know that BYU is not working in the same uh, money stratosphere as UCLA because there's no way BYU is offering $5 million to a basketball coach, much less their football coach. But I think the, the BYU fans, you got to understand, you got need to be a little more patient with this search. I do think that the longer we wait and not hear anything from Mark Pope that indicates that he's jumping or chomping at the bit to take the job at BYU, indicates to me that he may not want this job as much as many people around the program, fans, media, those inside the program, inside the BYU Athletic Administration that want him to take the job. He probably doesn't have the same desire level. I've stated it before and I'll state it again that Mark Pope has bigger aspirations than being a career guy at BYU. He didn't grow up a BYU guy. He went to Washington and Kentucky. He has a dream of coaching the Wildcats. He wants to return to his alma mater where he won a national title and he'd love to win another national title as a head coach. I can't belabor him. I can't fault him for that. I don't think any BYU fan can fault him for that. I think it's very important, though, that BYU gets a guy that wants to be at BYU. And that statement right there is backed up by Steve Cleveland. Steve Cleveland has been a regular visitor and a contributor to DJ and PK in the morning, the show I work on for the zone sports network. He was on with David and Patrick Kinahan yesterday, David James and Patrick Kinahan yesterday. And he had a very good point here about Mark Pope and what BYU needs to do in, in terms of who they want or should get as the head coach at BYU. So I'll go ahead and play this clip now.
2: Well, uh, and there's a couple of things to address here. One, uh, you're right. I mean, in those other situations, they were done very done quickly. Um, Mark is, uh, is a guy that has, you know, played in, at, at, at the highest level in college and he's played in the NBA. He's been around NBA and college coaches for a long time. Um, you know, he hasn't had any real significant stints as assistants. He was at Georgia and Wake Forest for you know, a short time uh, at BYU for four years, um, certainly at UVU now that I think he's in third or fourth season here. And, he, and he's done a really solid job. I've, I've been in practices. I've watched Mark. I've been around him personally. Not, not like others maybe at BYU, but I have been around him. And, uh, and I, I can't speak for him because I have no idea. I don't think anybody has any idea. But the fact that a decision hasn't been made yet, uh, he, he, he's wanting to make sure that this is the right job for him at the right time. And I don't know if they're negotiating about finances or negotiating about scheduling or what kind of autonomy he's going to have in the program and what the relationship is. I'm sure he has lots of questions. Uh, I think he also is uh, just knowing Mark. He's a guy that wants to to coach at the highest level and win a national championship. And, uh, you know, maybe he feels that right now that BYU is not the perfect place for that to happen. I don't know. But well, whatever it is, I can tell you he's really qualified, and we've talked about this. I mean, I believe that if he wants the job, he's the very best fit. That's no disrespect to any of the other of the uh, candidates. I've spoken about all of them, and you've got a, a nice pool of people here. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't at some point in time, I guess Tom Homo and Brian Santiago and President Worthen and everybody that's involved in this process, they need to get a coach here. And and if, if Mark's not comfortable with the circumstances or whatever the the situation is where he's hesitant, then you got to move on. And and certainly Mark Matson's somebody that a that's a better name recognition there. There's somebody who's been in the NBA. Quincy Lewis has been in the program, and obviously Barrett Perry is probably someone that most people don't know, but is actually at a Division One program. Kevin Young is someone that a lot of people don't know. It's with 76ers that a, a number of people have endorsed. But I, I think the one thing you're not going to do, and I would suspect is that if, if a decision isn't made in the next two or three days that Mark Pope is a coach, then, then probably he's not going to be. And and they're going to go another direction. You've got to have someone that wants to be here, guys. Okay, And I'm not saying that Mark doesn't want to be here. He may be evaluating things. There may be family issues. I don't know. I don't want to speak about things I don't know. I do know that he's a good fit. And if he wants this, he could be really successful here. But if he doesn't want to be here... Then you move on, and you find the next best candidate that you think that's going to help this program get to the next level.
1: There you go, Steve Cleveland, and I think he's dead on. You want a guy that wants to be at BYU. If Mark Pope doesn't want to be at BYU, so be it. Plain and simple, I really feel like I'm really coming around to the fact that I think that Mark Madsen would be a very good option for BYU. He's got a lot of cachet in the NBA. He's been a coach at the collegiate level, albeit an assistant for a short time at Stanford. But I think that he is a guy that is genuinely interested in the success of BYU basketball. He didn't play at BYU. He hasn't ever coached at BYU. But I feel like Mark Madsen has a vested interest in the success of BYU basketball basketball. Is that enough for BYU to say Mark Mark speaking to Mark Pope, we're going to move on and find somebody else, wish you well and hopefully you find what you're looking for. I don't think so. I think they're going to stay with Mark Pope until he decides that he has got his decision made, but it's It's going to be interesting to see what ultimately shakes out for BYU, but I really like what Mark Madsen could offer to BYU. Those NBA connections, having been in Los Angeles for a long time with the Lakers, he's got guys like Phil Jackson and Shaquille O'Neal in his corner. I don't think he's necessarily going to get them to come to campus all the time at BYU, but if he could drag them out to sponsorship deals or to get them to come out and stump for the BYU basketball program to get boosters to donate money, that's not a bad deal. So I think the longer we wait, I think is the overarching theme of what I'm trying to say here, the longer we wait on Mark Pope without any positive momentum coming out of his of the waiting for him to make up his mind, I think it's less and less likely that BYU lands him. I'd be happy to be wrong because, as you heard Steve Cleveland say, that Mark Pope is the best option for BYU, bar none. He's been very consistent with that. But he says he wants somebody that wants to be at BYU, and I feel like guys like Barrett Peary, if it, if Mark Madsen ultimately passes on it, or Mark Madsen, would be good options. So I feel like BYU, despite having their own restrictions in their coaching search—guys have to be a church member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, good in good standing—I feel like they've got a good crop of candidates. But they need to wait and see what Mark Pope wants to do. But I think the longer we wait, the less likely likely it is that he is the next head coach at BYU. We'll see. I, I'd be happy to be wrong, but I, I it's kind of ha- the way I feel about the current situation. Alright, coming up next, we're going to talk BYU linebackers, we we'll talk some BYU football, post-spring analysis of the linebacking core, a position group or position groups very much in flux heading into fall camp coming out of spring with a bunch of seniors who graduated last year. We'll break down some of the guys who I expect to contend for playing time this coming season next. Before we do that, though, want to encourage you guys to check out the new Himalaya podcast app. It's a fantastic new podcatcher out there adding all kinds of new features all the time you can build personally curated playlists you can check out new podcasts that maybe relate to what you're listening to the entire locked on podcast network is available on himalaya now and when you're out in your car you can use the himalaya app to play your podcast via your smart assistant all you got to do is tell it play podcast insert your favorite team name here speaking of this podcast locked on cougars fantastic new podcatcher all kinds of new technology going into it so check it out it's the Himalaya Podcast app, proud to be partnered with the Locked On Podcast Network. More in a moment. This is Locked On Cougars. It's
0: Kubota Orange Day. Shop the years of best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com.
1: You are locked on Cougars and we're talking some BYU football here in this segment of course we've been doing these post spring analysis of the position groups for BYU normally with three linebacker positions I would normally say okay today we're going to talk about flash linebacker tomorrow we'll talk about boundary linebacker and we'll talk about Mike linebacker but BYU graduated six seniors and lots of another player to transfer last year. So that threw the linebacking core as a whole very much into flux, heading into spring ball. And I think in spring ball, we saw some flashes from guys who are really going to contribute this spring. So I wanted to just kind of run down guys who stood out in spring ball. I don't necessarily know that they're going to line up at whatever particular linebacker position, but I feel like BYU has a solid crop of guys to replace the outgoing talent that they that they saw leave last year. Let's start off with guys like Chaz Ayu. Chaz Ayu is back off a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I feel like he might have been the best player in spring ball for BYU. I know I've said it before that we need to take everything with a grain of salt when it comes to spring ball, but I really feel like Chaz Ayu flashed his potential, really stood out. He and Zane Anderson are probably the most likely guys to man the flash linebacker position. They're both former safeties who can run with inside slot receivers, come up and play the run. The flash linebacker position for BYU is very much a hybrid safety linebacker role. They play that nickel system when BYU decides to combat spread offenses with four and five wideouts they feel like the flash position needs to be able to cover as much as they do play the run. So, Zane Anderson and Chaz Ayu. I know I said I wasn't really going to peg guys into positions, but I feel like Zane coming off a shoulder injury, what he showed in four games last year, making the transition to the position, and also Chaz Ayu showing in spring ball, very much uh, indicate that the flash linebacker position is going to be in good hands for BYU, at at least with their two other players. Now, a player that played defensive a year ago that I saw make a transition that looked like two linebacker and spring ball and we all know that spring ball is a time for guys to try new positions. They're not necessarily going to be penciled in there. They're not going to be there forever is a guy that in, by the name of Trajan Peely. A lot of you know Trajan Peely played defensive end a year ago. A little bit on the lighter side. A guy who was actually very good at defensive end setting the edge, etc. Despite weighing, I, I would guess around 240 pounds. I don't know that he was any bigger than 250 pounds it any point last year but he was very strong but we saw him make a transition to linebacker during spring ball does that mean he's going to stay a linebacker come this fall I don't know but if he's able to make a Sione Takitake Sione Taki like impact for BYU BYU's linebackers, that's a great find for Ed Lamb and, his, and the coaching staff to make that move. We'll see if it holds during fall camp. Uh, Trajan, just with his physical limitations, I feel like really would have to play the Mike linebacker position, but currently I feel like Jackson Kafusi is probably your starting middle linebacker entering fall camp. Of course, he is the younger brother of Isaiah Kafusi, who we'll talk about here in a moment, but I feel like if Trajan Peeley is going to play linebacker, the coaching staff obviously has the faith that he can make the transition, be like Sione Takitaki, who made the transition to defensive end and then transitioned back to linebacker and is probably BYU's best draft candidate in the upcoming NFL draft. So we'll see what happens with Trajan Peeley, but it was a very interesting to see him line back up at line up at the linebacker position and contribute this spring. We'll see if that holds going into fall camp, but I feel like if, if he's not the guy and I feel like he'd have to play middle linebacker, I don't think he has the ability to play on the edges at boundary or flash, but if he's able to make that transition, that's great. But I do feel like Jackson Kafusi really came on this spring and is very much in line to step up at the middle linebacker role. Uh, boundary linebacker, I feel like Isaiah Cafusi, who was a standout breakout player a year ago, one of BYU's best linebackers, not named Sione Taki Taki, or Corbin Kafusi, who have both moved on now. He's probably a guy that I feel like could be the best Mike linebacker for BYU, but I wonder if they're going to put him on the edge at a boundary linebacker position and allow him to use some of his athletic playmaking ability on the edge. He had multiple turnovers he caused, and he also intercepted a couple of passes last year. And I really feel like Isaiah Kafusi is going to be a leader heading into fall camp. We saw him um, participate in spring ball despite rumors and reports that he wasn't going to participate. He didn't participate in team drills, but he was on the field going through uh, position specific drills and that's a good sign as he comes back from an injury. I feel like Isaiah Kafusi is going to have another big year for BYU and if they do need to, I feel like him and his brother Jackson Kafusi very much could be the one-two tandem at the Mike linebacker position that could really help BYU, but if they can get away with it where they find another linebacker in the middle of the defense, the, the Mike linebacker role, if Jackson could. Fusi is able to Play that spot capably alongside his brother Isaiah. You could have some fun with the Kafusi brothers out there at linebacker for BYU this year. Other uh, linebackers I really liked during spring ball included Max Thule. I feel like his ability he could play both Mike and boundary linebacker. The former Bountiful Brave has really gotten back into shape. He's back from his mission now, and I really feel like he is a guy that is poised to break out this year. Along with Latu the former Kahuku Red race also similar kind of format to what Thule went through. Took some time to get back from his mission. But both of them made standout plays in spring ball. They were vo- both very vocal. They were very f- physically tough on the field out there, setting the edge, coming up in run support. So we talked about the BYU defensive tackles yesterday, and I feel like the defensive ends who we'll preview later on here in a, in a future podcast if BYU's defensive line is as good as it kind of appears to be right now, this linebacking core for BYU, despite not having the proven production out of anybody outside, not named Isaiah Kafusi, could have a great year this year and really shine uh, with BYU at, uh, at trying to re- redo, really not redo, or uh, trying to regain that top twenty-five status that they had a year ago. Despite a lot of people really lambasting BYU's linebackers and the defense as a whole a year ago, BYU was a top 25 defense. And based on everything I'm seeing right now, if BYU's defensive line can eat up the blockers in front of them, BYU's linebackers, like I said, despite not having the on-field production at this point, could have a great year. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on the BYU linebacking position. I feel like they've got a lot of unproven options, but a lot of talent that is going to be revealed this fall. We'll see if I'm right. We'll we'll be able to track everything for you. I am interested in that Trajan Peely move, seeing him line up a linebacker. Um, he's able to bulk up and play defensive end. He's not a bad option there, but I do know that BYU felt like he was a little light in the pants, to use that term, is a little too light in terms of body weight to really succeed long term at the position. We'll see if he's able to thrive at linebackers. There you go. Some of my thoughts on BYU linebackers coming out of spring ball. and Like I said, they're long on potential but short on actual production at this point. Here's hoping they go out and prove everybody right or wrong whichever side you sit on this coming fall. Alright, we'll take a time out here. We'll come back, catch up, on, catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports. Weekly awards being handed out teams moving up in national rankings and also two BYU teams in action tonight. We'll break that down for you. Uh, It is baseball season though and the Locked On Podcast Network has relaunched the Locked On MLB channel. Catch up with your favorite team in 15 minutes or less each and every day. It's a long season, 162 games, but you can always be caught up with the Locked On Podcast channel and if you want more of that macro look the 30,000 foot view of what's going on in Major League Baseball, check out the relaunched Locked On MLB show solely does a good job with that show covering everything that is relevant to the major league baseball just the news and notes of the day he makes sure you're always up to date so check that out guys the brand new locked on podcast network mlb channel all new podcast covering all your favorite teams in 15 minutes or less or if you want more of that overall look check out the locked on mlb show more in a moment this is the locked on cougars podcast As we close out today's edition of Locked on Cougars, I want to thank you guys for your continued support of the show. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show. It really does help, and we appreciate your guys doing that. I know it takes four to five minutes, but it's very much uh, something that helps Get the word out about this podcast, the algorithms that these podcatchers use. It makes a massive, massive impact, particularly on the Apple Podcast app. If people are giving us those five-star reviews, really do appreciate you guys doing that. We've seen an uptick in those of late, and I really want to thank you guys for doing that. Now other BYU news before we wrap up today's show. We'll start off with softball. Arissa Paulson, BYU pitcher, was named the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week for the second week in a row. That was announced yesterday. She recorded two wins in the three games she started last week. She struck out a career-high 11 batters against Loyola Marymount, pitching a complete game, allowing only one run and no walks. In one of the wins, she threw 16 innings with 14 strikeouts, scattered nine hits, and allowed just four runs for 1.75 ERA on the week. So, ERA on the week. Congratulations to Orissa Paulson. BYU softball is in action. They continue their road-heavy schedule today as they head north to Logan to take on Utah State. Hopefully the weather holds and they can get that game in. But that's scheduled for 4 o'clock Mountain Time if you want to go out and support the Cougars if, they're, if you're up there in the Cache Valley. I believe it'll be broadcast. Yeah, it's going to be an online stream on the Mountain West Network if you want to watch that. Now, on to baseball. BYU sophomore infielder Jackson Clough was named the Collegiate Baseball National Player of the Week and the Rawlings West Coast Conference Player of the Week for his performances against Utah and San Diego last week, despite the rough week for BYU losing 3 of 4. He had a big game on Saturday when he went 4 for 4 with 9 RBIs, tied for the second most RBIs by any NCAA Division I player this season. He hit a grand slam, a double, and two singles to go a three runs scored and two walks in the game, a BYU victory that was 17 to 4. So congratulations to Jackson Clough on winning both of those awards. BYU will be looking to get revenge this evening when they host Utah at Miller Ballpark. That'll be at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. Also similar to BYU Softball, you hope the weather holds. It's scheduled to be broadcast on BYU TV Digital, so an online stream, and also broadcast via radio on the BYU Radio Network. Like like I said, 6 o'clock Mountain Time. You can get tickets at BYUtickets.com. You can go out and enjoy BYU versus Utah. Utah, the rivalry that started the rivalry, because if you remember way back when, the first time BYU and Utah squared off, they got into a fight. So it should be a lot of fun to see what happens in tonight's game. BYU looking to get some revenge. We'll be tracking all that information for you, and we'll be recapping those games for you tomorrow. One final note today before we go is the BYU women's track and field, after a good showing last weekend, has moved up five spots in the national rankings. They're now inside the top 20. They're number 19 in the U.S. track and field and cross-country coaches association. You know it is, the UT... USTF CCCA national rankings that came out yesterday. BYU men's uh, track and field has been sitting at number four. They held steady at that number four spot nationally. Awesome to see both men's and women's track and field in the top 20 nationally. Hopefully the women's team can continue to rise and the men's team can at least maintain that top five position, if not move up a few slots. This could be a fun year for track and field. There's a lot of great athletes out there for Ed I Stone's programs, and hopefully BYU can continue to move up the national rankings. Just wanted to throw that out there and give them that bump and say congratulations to BYU men's and women's track and field. All right, that is the podcast for today. Thanks again for joining us. Reminder for you, check us out on the Himalaya Podcast app. You also, please subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know what we can do to improve the show. You can reach out anytime. The show is on on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LockedOnCougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. We love to hear from you guys, suggestions, improvements, whatever we can do to help you guys out so that way you always stay up to date with the latest in BYU news. A reminder for you, when you do get in your vehicle with these podcasts, plug in your smart device and tell it play podcast locked on cougars that way you're always up to date with the latest in byu news it makes it real easy modern technology is a marvel and this makes it even easier to catch up on the latest in byu news i want to thank you guys once again for taking the time to download us we'll catch you tomorrow on a wednesday edition of the show until then have a great day and this has been the locked on cougars podcast for april 9th 2019